Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now, this week we'll look at why the old statement that ignorance is not bliss is not true when it comes to the market, but rather that ignorance is expensive. Then we'll get into the Australian stock market so I can share with you my thoughts, where it's heading, along with answering all of your most burning questions and, more importantly, looking at the stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Now, up until this week, or last week, sorry, South Australia were confident that they were safe from the COVID-19 virus. Yet, last week, they found themselves in another strict lockdown, unable to do anything. Now, the good news is that uh, they're coming out of that right now as we speak. Now, if there's one thing that 2020 and the virus has taught us is that we cannot be complacent, as the world has come to a point where our health and security can be challenged at a moment's notice. There's an old saying that ignorance is bliss, but it would be to your detriment if this applied to your philosophy to building wealth for your retirement. The statement that ignorance is expensive is more appropriate, given that research highlights that Australians prefer to save for a holiday or spend money on other lifestyle choices rather than prepare for retirement. Yet the one thing 2020 has taught us is that everything can be taken away in a heartbeat and ignoring this fact can be a costly mistake. Unfortunately, too many people move towards retirement without much thought or planning, as they believe their superannuation or the pension will suffice, yet the evidence strongly indicates otherwise. Now, this year we've learnt that our job can be taken away or put on hold indefinitely, which has the ability to affect your lifestyle in retirement. For this reason, it's even more important than ever to plan for that inevitable rainy day as complacency and ignorance cannot be the excuse we use. We need to understand that the government cannot continue to borrow heavily and shell out money indefinitely to support every Australian should another COVID-19-like event happen. Therefore, it is up to each of us to be prudent with our money, which means saving and investing wisely now so that you have money for that rainy day and sufficient income so you can retire comfortably. 
So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, what an interesting week it was with the ASX systems shutting down last Monday and halting all of the trading. Now, despite this, our market performed well with the financial services sector up 6.18%, followed by energy up 3.06%, whilst consumer discretionary, that was up 1.42%. So it's good to see materials, so financials and materials up quite nicely, uh, and energy. Now, the worst performers included information technology, and that was down 1.63%, followed by communication services, and that was down 0.65%, and utilities, well, that was down 0.46%. Now, looking at the ASX S&P 500 top 100 shares, the best performers, they included Unibail, Redamco, Westfield, which jumped strongly again, up 25.68%, with retail investors attempting to profit from a stock that has performed very poorly over the past few years. Next was Bendigo Adelaide Bank, and that was up 14.54%, and that was followed by Lumina up 12.83%, and Whitehaven Coal up 11.74%. Now, the worst performers, they included Evolution Mining, and that was down 8.85%, followed by Northern Star Resources down 7.15%, and Osnet Services down 6.5%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 or Lord News Index update for this week. We'll also answer all of your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, it was a bit of a, a ho-hum week last week on our market after a stellar week the week before. But that said, we still did have some great stocks moving. And, and one of, when you get stocks moving quite strongly like we did what we saw with Unibail, Redamco, Westfield, we get a lot of retail traders trying to jump in on the run for fear of missing out. I'm still not sold on that stock at the moment. So if you are looking at that stock, even though it's gone up about 50% in the last two weeks, it really, it's yet to be seen whether that is a sustainable run or if this is sort of a bottom picking type of trying to buy something really, really cheap um, and the market and retail traders getting in, getting onto it at the last minute and then obviously for it to fall away. So just be a little bit careful on that. So just be careful on some of those stocks that do jump like, uh, jump around like that. We are getting a little bit more of that volatility on our market that Janine and I were talking about it, I think last week on our live show, you know, with all this algorithmic trading, hedge funds, all that, we're getting a lot more volatility and, and this is really why Janine and I are so um, vocal about our um, uh, opinion on that one because I don't think it really does help retail traders and it certainly doesn't add a lot of value to the market but what we need to do is look at what the share market is going to do again I'm quite uh, I am bullish on our market right up through until January but let's go and have a look at the charts and have a bit more in-depth look at what I'm thinking and why I'm thinking that so on your screen at the moment uh, is a monthly chart and I've just dragged it right back through to about 1992 I can go right back to 1982 and if I'll just show you that it goes right back to 1982 and you can see that I've got the long-term momentum of the All Lord News Index is really around that grey line through here. And as you can see, it, it moves up and around it all the time, goes above it, comes back to it, just below it, moves up, comes below it. It just keeps floating around there. Now, right now, uh, obviously the COVID meltdown saw it fall below that level took off uh, and took off at a nice rate of uh, well, knots or so to speak in both time and price. Took off quite strongly, but more importantly, it's taken off uh, this month and we've seen November be an exceptional month after the market going sideways there. You remember me talking for the last few months how it's just gone nowhere and this is the sort of four months that just did nothing 
jumped, did nothing, jumped again. So this is where I'm, I'm a little bit concerned because when things jump fast, uh, that momentum gets out of whack. And what I'll share with you now, see looking at this sort of run up through here, and if I just drag that, that's the angle of that momentum of that run. If I drag that up, you can see that sort of angle happening quite sort of regularly on our market for a period of time, even the move up from the 2003 low right through to the GFC high. You can see it sort of through there, through that bit there, through here. It's running on that angle quite regularly. And you can see here, if I do that, it's sort of running on that angle. But when I put it over here, you can see the angle through here is really, really steep. And that just means the market's sped up in time and price. Now, obviously when something goes really fast, it will slow down. And we can see that over the history of the All Lords back, we're talking 1982. So, uh, you know, it's not gonna be far before that's 40 years of data on that chart. And we're saying it just does it. And I don't see the algorithmic trading, hedge funds, all of those things changing that because everything gets back to value. What is the underlying value of the stocks? And if we understand that, then it's the underlying value of the whole market is the is the is made up of all of the stocks. So we need to be understanding that the market has a specific value. Now, whilst I think our market is bullish and looking good, we still need to remember that it runs, it speeds up, it slows down, it speeds up and slows down. And what we've seen here, I mean, obviously it's sped up through there, through the 87 peak, crashed back to that line. And we've seen other areas where it's sped up right through here, the last bit through here on the uh, September, sorry, September, October, 2007. I can't remember where the high was. Um, there it is on the GFC high November. There it is. So if I go and look at this, you can see if I take my little line there and drag that over, you can see at that period of time there from where my pointer is, it was a lot faster. But if I go and use my little trend line tool, you can see from that low there through to that high, how steep that move is. And if I move that over to here, you can see, look at that. It mirrors it. And then after that, there was a big crash. Now, I'm not suggesting our market will crash. I'm definitely not suggesting that. But I'm just suggesting that fast momentum doesn't last too long. But, but let's go to another chart now. But I do think our market is more bullish. Currently, we're sitting there at 63739. Roughly, we're getting, that's the previous all-time high there at 728970. So it's been quite bullish. There's a lot of resistance around this sort of level. And that's what I was talking about there. Uh -huh. moving up. So I think the next level of resistance, if we can get through this level here at 6,700 points through roughly through there, which I think we will do, we may have a tiny little bit of resistance in a week or so with it. We always have one or two weeks down. Now this is a monthly chart. The next level will be the all-time high around 7,200. And then from then on in, I think our market will go up through to that 7,600 points, possibly even to 8,000 points by the end of January, possibly into early February. I think our market is bullish right through January. We may find the next peak a little bit early, mid to end of January, but we may find it into February. But at this point in time, everything's looking really, really rosy for the All Ordinaries Index. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't need to see that one. Um, but it, right there at this point in time, I think it's bullish. I think we're looking good. I think the stocks or the areas that we like are energy, materials and financials. A lot less we're relying on technology stock. I think a lot of retail investors, and especially the younger ones, we're trying to jump in on technology, but there's not a lot enough of those to really keep pushing those sectors. So, and what I mean by 
by that weight of people buying. Once they've bought, they're not going to keep buying. Um, so they won't uh, be as fast, I believe, over the coming 12 months. So look for energy materials and financials. So that's my take for the market at the moment. But let's get into the questions that we have for this week. Now, we had a lot of comments and questions this week, so thank you for all of you, or all the participation in our channel, along with your great questions and comments. Now, just to let everyone know, I do place more importance on comments and questions from those who actually support the channel by subscribing to us. Now, all the questions I'm going to discuss today are from subscribers to our channel, and so if your question has not been answered, then maybe you might consider subscribing. It really is, it's free for you to do so. It doesn't cost you anything, it's it's easy. Just click the little button saying subscribe, but it really does help us and in return, we're quite happy to help you out. And I think that's pretty fair, wouldn't you? It's a nice little agreement. Um, but if you do subscribe, then we'll look at your questions. Now, the first question we have today is from Jake, who asks, oil search, please, awesome video. So let's go and have a look at oil search for Jake. I would have liked you to put a little bit more comments on that, Jake, and tell me if you do own it or you don't own it. I do like a lot more detail in the questions. Um, you know, what are you thinking about? Because that really helps me give a lot more context to what I'm actually saying. So next time you ask a question, Jake, make sure you give me a bit more context. Now, look, Looking at the screen, you can see oil search. Again, energy stock, which I was talking about. I do love some energy stocks at the moment. This is looking very, very nice. I do like that it is coming off a bottom. It's made a higher trough there. It's broken through that previous peak. A little bit of weakness last week, if I just drag it through. It is more, uh, more of a volatile stock. Um, as you can see, it does gap around and it does do a lot of strange things. But right now, I think this stock does look good. Uh, I think it's all right for those people who are... Um, so a little bit more educated because you can see it, be, it is quite a volatile looking stock. It's not sort of a buy and hold investy type of stock because as you saw, you could, could have bought it. Uh, the current prices are basically back from 1997 though. Although that said, when it does trend, it really does move. But you can see a lot of times it'll go sideways, uh, down for long periods of time. Here's its all-time high back through here. So this is not really a buy and hold stock because obviously that downward move has been happening for over six years. So if you'd bought oil search somewhere in this period here uh, up near these highs, you'd still be sitting on a loss. So right now it is looking much better. So I wouldn't go all in and bet the house on it, but right now I do like it. It is looking good. It's looking like it'll move probably up, up into that $5 to $6 range in, in that. But again, just look at this massive big run really, really quick. So just be a little bit careful because it will move around a lot. So that's why I'm saying it's probably better for those who are a little bit more um, solid with their rules and their education, having solid entry and exit rules. Uh, but thank you for that question, Jake. Now, the next question we have is from Tiago, Tiago I think. Um, he says, hi, darling, Janine. Could you please analyze OML? He says, I bought it at 92 cents after COVID and I'm thinking about increasing my position as I think it's going to keep going up in the short term. Now, similar to the run up in 2014, 2015 and not medium to longer term as it's probably struggled to go above around the three to $3.50 mark. What are your thoughts, please? So let's have a little bit of a look at that one. So let's OML, I'll bring that up right now after I put my glasses on. Um, this is Umedia and uh, he's saying, 
basically looking at this sort of level three to three sort of 50 level. I do like it right now. It looks really, really, really good um, from that point of view. I do think it's great. We have that all time high back there in August 2016, but not a lot of history before. Prior to that, it does move. Um, in trends and it's been very 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 bearish here I think you know you've got every possibility to move up to that three dollars to three dollars fifty area I don't really um, have any argument on that I think it's nice and strong uh, it looks good I think you might get some resistance around the sort of the two to two dollar mark there um, on this stock but Again, it does look really nice. Good pick um, for those. Again, but it is a smaller end of the market. It's not a big, big stock. So you know, we're talking about a dollar, dollar twenty stock. So just be careful. It does move fast, as you saw here through in March. It just fell out of bed. It also fell out of bed there in August 2019 and through here. So you need to have a good exit strategies on it. But right now, I think it's looking really, really good. And I think your analysis is pretty good. So well done on that one. So let's have a look at the next question, and this one is from Thurston, he's got um, UWL, it's one of the ones I've kept my eye on. It's a telco that has had an early business model of acquisitions and every time the price has dropped, um, has been around negotiations of a buyout. Now one has just completed and I've made an entry at $1.28 and it's having a good run. Would love to know your thoughts. Um, and let's look at that. So let's have a look at this stock. So it's a small telco as he was saying. Um, UWL, let's bring that up here. Um, what can I say about this? Really volatile. Um, and you can see if it's going, if a company is continually doing acquisitions, then you're going to see this type of reaction all of the time. It's not going to push ahead because when you do acquisitions, there's a lot of costs involved in that, not only doing the acquisition, but consolidating it into your business model and building that. And, and obviously free cash goes into making those acquisitions and then um, they're obviously looking for bargains but uh, you're going to keep seeing it so I'm not sure I would necessarily agree with you at this point in time this is very much a trading stock and and, and I always Janine and I always say you know hey this is more of a trading stock and we say that because it's so volatile have a look at these big big moves if I go and put my little tool on here um, and unless you understand good entry and solid entry and exit rules, you're going to struggle. So there's 50% move down into that low, that March low. But if I go and put that tool on again, you can see here from this high here down to there, you've lost another 35%. So big, big swings in price. So you need to be used to getting in and getting out of this stock in, in a good trading manner. But looking at why you're getting into it, so I wouldn't suggest this is a nice long-term buy and hold at this point in time. It does look all right. Although I would suggest over the next couple of weeks, we'll probably get a down week this week, maybe over the next couple of weeks. But you would I would suggest when you're looking at things like this, you oh, some shapes. Um, you're looking at, this really sort of boxy shape. Oh, it's a text box. Sorry, got the wrong one on there. Um, let me go rectangle. There we go. Click on the right one. But you can see this sort of boxy shape here, and that's really where you're seeing a stock. It's just moving sideways. So you'd think it's going to keep trading in that while it's doing acquisitions, etc. And eventually, when it settles down, um, and over a period of time, it will settle down and it'll start to trend properly probably once the volume comes in and the market likes the makeup of this stock. But if the board's still out on acquisition trail, then it's probably unlikely that it's going to have very long-term moves up. That's really what I'm suggesting here. Now, 
Last week, I asked you to tell me which stock you'd like me to review, and this was my pick of the responses, and it was from Everything Studio. Now, he says, thanks, Dale. Can you have a look at AGL where the utility sector has been underperforming? And uh, that's correct. It has been underperforming. And AGL is one of the worst ones reached the bottom. Now, how do you view it? Now, I think that's a great question because, again, AGL, um, a lot of those energy stocks have been hit hard, and, and we do need to look at those. As I was saying earlier, Jenny and I do prefer the energy sector, the material sector and the, the financials moving forward because they've all been not done too well over the last 12 months and specific, specifically the financial sector has pretty much been down for the last five years and not doing well. So um, so looking at this, we go and look at uh, the next one, which is AGL here. So let's have a bit of a look at that. You can see what he's talking about there. AGL has been just decimated. Now, this is where you see people do all sorts of things that might have bought it through here. You can see this big move up, very, very steep move here. And this is what I was talking about a bit earlier. When you see these big steep moves, they don't last for too long and then you get them falling over. Now, anybody buying through AGL through into 2016, 2017 may still be sitting on a heavy loss, but they might have also been dollar cost averaging, and we see that all the time as well. And this is one of the big sins that people do, and I, and I know I have arguments with people all the time um, um, on YouTube or people saying to me, oh, dollar cost averaging, you know, you're wrong, it does work, and I do it. Well, that's fine, but you make far more money if you don't dollar cost averaging. It's like, if I put my mo more money into a stock that I'm losing money on, what's the risk of that, and what else could I be doing to my money, and could I be making more money? Just lowering your average price is not good enough to make it too that's a too simplistic a view um, and this is really where I have this big issue with dollar cost averaging because the, the industry push it because they want you to keep buying and holding the shares so to me you would have been better off exiting the stock and coming back in late and putting your money in something that's going up because putting more money into something that's falling is not only high risk as it's falling, well, let's say it falls away and you put $5,000 into this through here and an extra 5000 here, and it kept falling away. That 5000 could have been growing in some other stock, and that's the alternative. So people don't always look at, look at that other side of things. At this point in time, AGL really is falling away strongly, and if I bring up the monthly chart, it's not looking good, which makes me excited because you'd think, yeah, as Buffett talks about, buying doom, selling boom, and it don't get much more doomier than a stock that's fallen like this. Now, if I go and look at my the momentum on this stock, and we look over here, you can see it's just come back to its sort of normal longer-term momentum and come down. So that would suggest it's going to turn around soon and start to move up. Now, I'm not saying to buy it now, because if you buy it now, then you're somebody who wants to catch a falling knife and all you are trading with fear of missing out. Um, yes, it's cheap. It's only $13 compared to what it was up at around $28. But that, because it's sitting here, doesn't mean it stopped falling. And we need to make sure it's about momentum. Has it stopped falling or not? And I'd rather, and this is where I have another argument with a lot of people, they go, I'll just buy in and hold and just see what happens. Um, and yeah, you might make some money, but it's if you want to make better money, you've got to make better decisions than the majority. This has had one, two, three weeks down through here. It's broken through previous lows. Um, so it's possible it could trade further. So it's broken through those sorts of lows through here. If I look at, put my pointer up over here, you can see right on. So it could be, it could be finding some support here, but it's broken through a lot of these lows and it could go further south. Now, I'm not saying it's definitely going to, I'm just saying right now, it's unconfirmed. Now, Janine and I constantly talk about buying confirmation 
not speculation. So I 100% agree with you. I do love this stock at the moment, but I'm sitting back waiting for it. And, and this is where better traders and better investors um, are out there. So you know, to me, the best traders and the best investors are patient. They wait for things to happen. They confirm what's going on, and then they take it from there. The, uh, what I find a, a lot of people do is they speculate and guess. Um, what they're doing. They don't have solid rules around what their trading is. So looking at that stock AGL, I do like it. I'd stick it on my watch list most definitely. Uh, we may get a buy on that in the next four weeks. We may get it on the next four months. It may be the next four years. You don't know. But at this point in time, my guess would be somewhere in the next four to 12 weeks, you'll probably get a buy signal on this stock. And by being patient, you'll do better. Um, and those extra few percents that you're going to get and the much lower risk that you're going to take is a much better way than trading than just trying to dollar cost average, et cetera, as the, a lot of people tend to do. Remember, most people in the marketplace or traders don't make money. Um, and those of us who have good solid rules, we're the ones that make money. But thanks to everyone for sending in your questions. I really do appreciate it and really supporting this channel in, in, in general because Jenna and I do love to hear your comments, um, you know, about what we're doing and, and your feedback and your encouragement, you know, where you do try and give our best with limitations. You know, we're, we're a stock market educator. We have accredited courses, you know, our diploma courses on the ASIC training register. You know, it, it is also recognized by the FPA. It's a pathway into university. So we teach people and we mentor traders. So we have to try and keep things light. We can't teach you everything on YouTube because A, it's a free service um, and I do need to pay Janine for what her time is. But we also need to make sure that we're giving you the depth and uh, that what you need. So, and that's not possible on YouTube. But remember, if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer, uh, I'm really happy to do that. But the first thing you need to do subscribe to our channel and then stick your questions below. So remember, if you don't subscribe to the channel, your question will go to the bottom for my recordings here. I'll always look at subscribers first because they're supporting our channel. Um, but we'll also, we'll get to your comments and your questions as well. But it really is time to me, for me to ask you another question. What is your preferred method of analyzing a stock? Now I put that here because I think it's gonna create a lot of interesting responses because I have seen some interesting ways people look at stocks to buy and how they analyze it. So please put your comments on below and we'll have a look at those next week. Now, I'd love to hear how you come to your decision making. Now, again, I will look at the answers and, and give you my thoughts in next week's videos. But remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every single week and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. So look forward to seeing you there. But remember, hit the subscribe button now click the little bell on the right of it so that you know when we upload and go live and also makes put you in the running for me to be answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. But for now, goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.